Welcome back once again. We are finishing up the rise, the fall, and the rebirth of Bearded for her pleasure that was then renamed Bearded and His Beauty. Again, I am Justin, Bearded of Bearded and His Beauty, and we're just going to dive right into this again. Last time, I promise, and then it's all done, and we can get into the really fun stuff. But I wanted everyone to know the origin and how everything happened in a nutshell. There were a lot more details in there. Some of you may know, some of you don't. If you're close, I have no problem sharing. But for the sake of the podcast and keeping it around 30 minutes, try to keep it within uh, a long story short. Anyway. All right. So the last thing was EMDR therapy and how it has helped Beauty and I really redo things and look at things a little bit differently. Um, it has really, really helped us both grow. Um, now, Beauty started doing EMDR uh, for a completely different reason. Um, there was some childhood trauma. She was sexually assaulted and abused from a young age. Um, a lot of it was repressed and blocked out. And according to our therapist, because we both see the same therapist, um, your brain will lock something away and may never unlock it, but will, when you're ready, open up when it feels that when it feels like it's safe to do so, and allow you to remember things. Because the brain is a crazy, crazy thing. Um, and there are still so many uncharted areas and things that we do not know about the human brain. But one of them is when you experience something so traumatic, something like sexual abuse at a young age, your brain will basically just compartmentalize that and lock it away. And it will not allow it to come out until you're ready. You may never be ready. Never, ever, ever. But in Beauty's case, um, she was. Her brain was like, hey, you're in a safe space. You're with a, a, a safe person. It's time. So there we go. Um, that's what happened. So, uh, yeah, she, uh, she started remembering things and it was, oof. it's been, uh, it's been a roller coaster. It's very frustrating for me as her husband, because I'm very protective. My initial response was to hunt this person down because we know who they are. We know where they are and just take care of things myself. That is not the way you handle things in the really real world. I mean, it could be, I guess, but beating this guy's ass wasn't the answer. Helping my wife heal was. So she started the EMDR therapy. She created, uh, or not created, <laughs> she made an appointment for me and said, I want you to go. So I started going. And as I'm going through this EMDR therapy, my very first session, um, I was a little bit guarded. I went in wide open, but I was also a little apprehensive. And it's one thing like 
you'll it's something unlike anything else. Um, the process is very humbling and I, I, I don't know how to say, I don't, I, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but it's, it's one of those things that leaves you feeling very raw and very vulnerable. Um, when you've been wired a certain way your entire life, when you realize that that is not correct and that you need to rewire those things, there was a lot of shame, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness to work through. Um, and it was very difficult. Uh, there were a lot of raw emotions that came out, a lot of anger that came out. Um, our therapist said that was the, in her top five uh, releases of emotion that she's ever uh, had. And she's been doing it for like 10, some, 10 plus years. And she said, one of our uh, sessions, it was very intense, um, but I got it all out and I recognized some of the behaviors that I had were not okay. Um, so it was, it was a chance for me to change all of that and really open my eyes to the way things were. Now, I've never been very bigoted or anything like that. I'm not a, uh, uh, what, what do they call that, uh, homophobic or anything like that. I have no problem with the LGBTQ community. My wife's bisexual, for crying out loud. But my family, on the other hand, my mother, uh, before she passed, um, my dad, my brothers, they're not as open and accepting um and that's the re that's the childhood that i had uh it was very very rigid um it was it wasn't uh it, it's it was your typical christian home now i say that because a lot of people would argue that not all christians you know hate the LGBTQ community, but to be honest with you, I've yet to meet a Christian church that hasn't spoken out against them. I've never had a problem with it. Um, I've never had a problem with those people. There are certain things that I don't understand, but that doesn't mean that I'm against it. I just don't understand it. If I don't understand it, help me understand it, and then you're then we're cool. I may have questions, and those questions may sound very off-putting, but it's just because I don't, if I don't understand it, I'm going to ask, treat me as someone who has never been around it before. Show it to me, explain it to me, explain the science behind it, explain the emotion behind it, and I'm good. I have no problems with it whatsoever. I'm a very understanding person. Anyway, we went through and I basically got to have my entire childhood picked apart and hey here is where this happened this is what happened here this is where you were abused physically this is where you were abused physically this is where you were abused mentally like there was a lot like going back and looking at it i re i know 
my childhood. I remember everything because I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that and the way that I was raised. If I were to tell you stories, and maybe we will one day, but if I were to tell you some of the stories of my childhood, people would be like, oh my God, you were so fucking abused. It's not even funny. I'm not here to do that. The difference between Beauty and I is hers has been repressed for over 30 years. And there are times where memories come back and she relives them as if they just happened yesterday. Those are the days that are the hardest. Um, and when that happens, we go into what I call basically just, it's almost like an aftercare where we go in and we get into a safe space and I will just take care of her and let her know that, hey, it's all right now. Um, it's not easy, but uh, yeah, that's that was one of the things that EMDR does is it will help unlock, but what it does is it shows you that you don't have to go down that pathway. For me specifically, I didn't have to continue down a certain way. We got to wall up that toxic behavior and create a new pathway with a behavior that is not toxic, a, a better way of handling things. That has helped rebuild our relationship because, and Beauty will attest to this, I'm a better husband than I was be than before. She's always been like, I love you, but you're a great husband, you're a great father, blah, blah, blah. But now it's even better than it was before because I can see the patterns in my behavior from when I was a childhood, and I don't want to repeat those with my kids. Um, our children are echoes of us. And every generation builds off the previous one, and I want my children to have the best opportunity. So I want to be the best dad I possibly can. I want to be the best husband I can. I want to be the best dominant that I can for my wife or any sub that I may have. So with that being said, I went into therapy, both feet jumping right in, nothing held back except my emotions at first, because it's very difficult when you're raised in a certain way to let those emotions go with a stranger, in my opinion, at the time was my therapist, even though she was never, not judgmental at all, but it's it was just like, I, I didn't want to let out those emotions. And when I did, oh my God, it was like a dam broke. It flooded and I was able, there was a lot of healing. Um, it, it was very helpful um, just getting through that. And then also the way it's helped as a dominant is I am able to, one, look at and communicate in ways that I've never been able to do before. Um, it has allowed Beauty and I to communicate in a healthy way versus a way of me coming to her, her being explosive, or vice versa. We both come to each other in a, in a healthy way that allows us to see both sides of it from a logical as well as emotional standpoint and work things out if there are any issues or whatever the problem may be because nine times out of ten beauty doesn't have a problem with me and i don't have a problem with beauty there could have been something that happened during the day and 
neither one of us just have the patience and something I may say or do or something she may say or do triggers us, the other person, and we have to rec- we are able to recognize that and go, okay, I need a minute. It's not you. It's me. I need to take a second because what you did just triggered me, but that's not your fault. You did nothing wrong. It just, it was me. So give me a second. And then we were able to communicate that. Um, and that was one of the things that we started working on. And when we went on vacation, uh, the, the whole car ride, it's amazing what you can do on a 13 hour car ride. Um, we bought a game called, uh, oh, what, oh, I forget the name of it, but it's basically a card game that allow that has questions and you get to know the other person based off of those questions in the card game. 13 hours, we went through all of it. For the most part, we went through all of it. We learned, we knew things about each other, but we learned things about each other as well. And it allowed us to have dialogues that we didn't previously have. Um, And nine years later, it's like we're just now, just now coming into our marriage. Um, Not that our marriage was bad before, but it is way better than it was before. Beauty is finally coming into her own and accepting who she is. She's in a safe space now where she can work through her issues and past trauma. And I am able to shed the stereotypes and bigotries of the childhood that I had and a damn near lifetime of bad programming. So it has been, it has been an amazing journey uh, up to this point. Uh, And that's how Bearded and His Beauty started. Uh, On our vacation, we decided that we didn't want to shut down Bearded for her pleasure, but we didn't want Bearded for her pleasure to continue the way that it was. Um... One, it was pretty much dead. Uh, There were people who were just adamant about me being a quote-unquote fake dom, which, I'm sorry, but if you make a mistake, that's not you being a fake dom. That's you making a mistake. But there's a lot of high school drama and a lot of people that are just immature and things spread like wildfire. There was a lot of white knighting going on. There was a lot of victim victimization, uh, vic, you know, playing the victim. Um, it was uh, it was pretty crazy for for a little while. And so Beauty and I decided to step away from that drama. We did a live way back then, or back you know last year. We did a live uh, on TikTok and set the record straight. Uh, went into, it was over an hour long. We went into detail, answered any questions that people may have had, explained everything. Some people stuck around, some people didn't. Whether you believe it or not, we know how things went down. We've got receipts, but we don't need them anymore. We've moved on. Um, And that's when Bearded and His Beauty started taking its, its shape. And Beauty and I have always succeeded far better together than we ever did separately. Um, we just complement each other very well. Um, she is very, very likable person. Anybody who meets her loves her. 
Um, it's just, you can't help it. Um, and she is, when to give you a great example of who she is, she knows if something is a good idea and I come to her and say, hey, I have this idea. If she's like, ah, uh, not the greatest of ideas. It's not the greatest idea you've had. I'm like, all right. And we don't go with it. The moment she goes, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Whatever that idea is, it takes off because one, she's supportive. Two, I have the support of my wife and the excitement and the drive to see that through. So it's just, we complement each other very well um, when it comes to being in you know our dynamic. It's a little bit of a give and take. Uh, yes, I am considered her dominant. I'm her husband, uh, as we've seen uh, on social media, the the phrase or the term coined, um, mainly in the bedroom, but also in aspects where she does not feel comfortable. The areas that she does not feel comfortable in, I excel in, and vice versa. Um, now, she is a true submissive, so... She does take the submissive role. However, when she is in her day-to-day -day life, she is very much on top of it. Uh, her career, her, you know, as a teacher, she has to be. But when she gets home, she's done. She's just like, hey, I don't want to have to mess with anything. And that's where I basically take over. Um, and it works. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, and then we started doing content together. And I love doing content with her. I wish, honestly, I would love to do so much more content with her. Um, just because she is such a joy to work with. And I don't mean that facetiously or sarcastically or whatever. She really is. Even though we have to, anytime we do content, oh my God. any Anytime we do content, we've got to do it over like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Because there's always that one hair that is out of place for her. Me, I'm a one-take type of person. If I do it on the first take, done. Like, I want to do it and get it over with and post it and be ready to go. She's like, ah, I don't wait. I don't like the way that I look here. Or, mm, let's redo it one more time. I don't like the way that we're standing, though, the shadow here. It looks like I have a double chin there. Let's redo it at this angle. Like, as a guy, you don't think about these things when you're posting on social media. You're just posting. You're like, good, done the as a woman oh my god i'm I, I i couldn't even imagine because you you have to worry you're worrying about so much and it's like oh it's it's an insight to the psyche of a woman is what it is and it's crazy but it has given me a new patience um thanks therapy has helped with that because without therapy i would have probably barked at her and been upset and just been like, fuck it, we're not doing it. But now I'm like, okay, no, I get where she's coming from. Let's go ahead and do that. And it's just a better appreciation that we now have for each other. Um, And so that's, that's I mean, Bearded and his beauty, we decided, it at first it was beauty in her beard. Um, But she's like, but I looked at it, I was like, ah, oh, it kind of sounds like this is your account. And it's, you're barely going to be making any content. She's like, yeah, that's probably right. 
so we had to switch we had to switch it around um and it's been uh it's been it's it's had its ups and downs um with the content finding the right content to post as a couple because we don't always post as a couple Sometimes she'll post, sometimes it'll be just her, sometimes it'll be just me. Um, but one thing that is consistent is that we enjoy it and we have fun with it. Um, but it's it's new because it's not the same in the in the sense that now women know that, oh, he's married. Well, I'll never have a shot with him. And it's like, okay, you're not, you don't understand, like... Beauty is okay. Fantasize all you want. Fantasize all you want. That's not a problem. And if you talk to her and she gives the green light, cool. But it's not like our page is not a dating site. We're not looking for anyone. We are simply bearded and his beauty is our outlet for our life. Um, and we bring everyone into that we will flirt with you all day long maybe a little bit more who knows but don't ever feel like you are excluded and just because we're married you can't flirt we're healthy adults we're going to it's okay um not to get off on a tangent there which is basically what i did but yeah it's uh Bearded and his beauty is is sticking around. We're going to continue with the content. Some days are a little bit easier to create content. Um, it's it's always a thing, uh, and there are days where beauty's just not on it, and that kind of puts me off for it because as an empath, her mood affects mine, and it's the same when anytime I do a live. Um, the 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 atmosphere of the live is the atmosphere that, or the the mood that I end up taking on. So anytime a live is a little bit slower, not as, you know, not spicy, not just not talkative, that energy, I feel the same. Um, which is why typically I do not really like or want a lot of, hey, I'm having the hor the worst possible day of my life. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Here's what's wrong with me. Here's what's going on. I would prefer that be said off live stream and something that is said in private because everyone there is looking to enjoy the live and we want to keep the energy positive not discounting anything that anyone is saying or going through, but there is a time and a platform for that, and that is typically not during another live. We are all here for for everyone. Follow on the Discord. That is a great community that's building. Go there if you have concerns or you have questions or if you're just having a real shitty day, you can go there. We will do everything we can for you, but we'll, we try to keep it off the lives and beauty and I are still navigating how we want the, the flow of our lives to be because before it used to be all about the live donations and, and pulling that. And now with certain things that have come about 
and the way that we've seen the platform kind of shift with the times, Bearded and His Beauty, the, uh, the TikTok, is going to just have fun. And then this, this podcast here is going to be the spicier side of things. We're going to talk about, well, and we'll talk about and answer any questions that people may have uh, regarding the lifestyle. Uh, we're going to, the next episode actually starts a series on red flags uh, in the lifestyle. Uh, for dominance, we'll start with the dominance and then we'll move on to the subs because a lot of people don't realize that there are red flags as a submissive that dominance should always be aware of. I overlooked them previously. We'll never do that again. Red flags always seem to bite you in the ass and you always look back and go, man, ooh, if I had just looked at that a little bit closer. Um, anyway, all right, everyone, thank you again for tuning in. This is episode three. Now you know the story. You know everything behind it. Hopefully you'll stick around. If not, hey, that's fine. To each their own. But for those of you who do, don't forget to drink your water.